Alright, take number fucking 447. If you have a vagina and absolutely love making money, pushing your limits, and shattering every fucking glass ceiling that life tries to offer, we are probably soulmates. My name is Courtney Clark. I'm a mental strategist for powerhouse female entrepreneurs, and this is Women Up Top. If you know you've already got the ambition, the drive, and the pulsing desire that sets you apart, then this is the podcast that will speak to your fucking soul to make sure that every single one of your crazy wild dreams becomes your sexy, extraordinary reality. Every week, I'll bring you the guests, thoughts, and conversations to help you reach your massive success, find life-changing fulfillment, and build, protect, and live through your fierce, fearless confidence. So ladies, let's get raw, let's get real, and let's get rich. Okay ladies, get fucking pumped. I cannot wait for all of you to hear from today's guest. Not only is she a special friend of mine, but she is kind of a fucking genius. Today we are picking the phenomenal brain of the founder of the Miss K brand, powerhouse female entrepreneur Kylie Opperman. She is a female wellness coach and transformation specialist that focuses on transforming women not only physically, but mentally as well. She is all about mental health awareness, body positivity, and above all, women empowerment. And it is no surprise that she is one of the realist, most golden-hearted entrepreneurs in her industry, and in my opinion, one of the most established, phenomenal, mind-blowing fucking brains in the industry. Just get an earful of this real quick. I'm going to attempt to ramble off all of this incredible woman's qualifications before I give you the chance to fall in love with her just like I did. She has her bachelor's in social science with a triple major in psychology, gender studies, and social anthropology, a bachelor of social science honors in psychology with cum laude and on top of all of that she is qualified in sports conditioning and exercise science sports nutrition and mental peak performance so basically this woman is fucking incredible and i am so excited for all of you to get a taste of all of this so thank you so much my girl for coming on and talking to all of us you just gave me goosebumps, like even just reading that. I'm like, I like this. <laughs> That's you. That is you, girl. Fuck. So thank you. So no, thank you for having me. So basically, um, something that really fascinated me that I really wanted us to get into today is cycle syncing. This is something that you use a lot yeah. with your clients in obviously making sure that with PMS and all that female shit, they are on top of their game when they need to be for their workouts. They're on top of their game physically for performance. And I know for months and months and months, I have just been experiencing so much fucking frustration because it is like the rise of the feminine. There are like a million female CEOs nowadays and nobody is fucking talking about the fact that every month for like two weeks, we cry about everything. We're in pain and we're emotional. It, it, was, it became so difficult for me to be productive during, especially like the week before my period, I would literally set out a bunch of things to do and get like none of it done. And then I would hate myself for a week after that as well. So it just became so frustrating that nobody was giving answers on how do we actually stay on top of our game when our hormones are just completely freaking out. So I thought that this was, you know, not only phenomenal for 
working out, right? Not only phenomenal to make sure that we have the energy and the productivity to make, to be able to stay like physically active and all that kind of thing, but running businesses, we got to be on top of that as well. We have got to be in that peak performance all the fucking time. So I thought that this would be such an awesome conversation for us to dive into and, and, and start talking about. But now, until you started speaking about it, I had no idea what cycle syncing <laughs> even was. And I'm pretty sure that most of the women listening to this have no idea what we're talking about right now. So kind of give us a little bit of insight into what the whole thing is, what the whole idea of it is, and, and how it kind of works. Okay, so cycle syncing is relatively new. It started this year um, by an incredible woman. Her name is Elisa um, Vitti. Mm-hmm. And she basically wrote The Woman Code. Um, it's an amazing read and she basically started this concept of cycle syncing she's a doctor and it's basically aligning your life according to your menstrual cycle Mm -hmm. now I kind of stumbled across this because I don't want kids so I was never really interested in my menstrual cycle I was like it's like the most fucking annoying thing in the month Mm -hmm. like I hate this and somehow I just saw this book and I was something just told me you got to read this yeah. So it all boils down to our endocrine system. So your endocrine system basically is your chemical messaging system in your body that sends messages via hormones. Um, and it takes into consideration two of your main glands. It's your, like your adrenal gland and then your thyroid gland. Mm-hmm. And in women, our endocrine system is so strongly linked to our estrogen levels. Uh-huh. Everything we experience in our body is due to estrogen. Mm-hmm. So if you literally have problems with your blood sugar, it's because of estrogen. Problems with elimination, it's due to estrogen. If you have like even, wait, I made a little notes here so I don't forget. So if you even have problems with your adrenal glands, it's to do with estrogen. And it's usually an estrogen blockage and that blockage causes a buildup in estrogen in our bodies. Oh, wow. So when I read this, I was like, fuck. It's actually quite simple and (laughs) that we shouldn't fear our hormones, our menstrual cycle, because women always, I mean, if you read it anywhere, our period is meant to seem like this thing is out of control. Like it's a monster. You need to tame it. It's horrible. Like who wants period? And everything that we have that's advocated to us in terms of hormones, I mean, like the pole, um, the morena that you put in, like the IUC, everything is meant to kind of stop or tame your period. Yes. Yeah. Uh, yeah, we have this message sent to us that we need to control this horrible thing when in actual fact, we just need to learn how to support it. Oh, so cycle thinking right. goes through like eating certain foods at certain times of the month. Like it's not a do or die thing. It's not to say that, look, look, you need to eat this for this period of the month, month when you're ovulating, when you're going through luteal phase, when you're menstruating, that you can only eat those foods. But it's more of a guideline in support of it. To eat certain foods that will balance out your estrogen levels throughout your body, live your life in a certain way that will also promote where you are in your, in your menstrual cycle. And then also just exercising in a certain way. So it's basically supporting your body to support the estrogen flow within your body. I see. Okay. So basically the foods that we're eating all the time, impacts our estrogen level quite a hell of a lot more than I think we realize because that's not even something that I really thought too much into. I know that there's certain foods that maybe lower your estrogen a little bit or this, that, this, that kind of thing. But I didn't realize that it actually impacts it the way that it does. So it has quite a large impact on it then. Is that right? A lot, a lot. And it's, 
it's all just narrows down to how effectively estrogen is flowing through your body. So if you have an estrogen blockage somewhere, you're oh. literally experiencing things like water retention, yeah. bloating, um, depression, right. anxiety. Um, and all so these- rather than it being about lowering or like raising your estrogen levels, it's about the flow of estrogen through your body. Now, I, that is not even exactly. a concept that I even thought about before. That is actually flipping amazing. It is, it is. And it's, it's literally such a mind shift. Right. Um, I mean, like, one thing I read that blew my mind is where she wrote about your em- em- elimination. It's <laughs> something in my own words here. Elimination. Yeah. So, for example, that's your digestive system. That's your liver, um, your kidneys, all of that. Even when you look at things like your skin, like yeah. breaking out, it's because you have an estrogen imbalance somewhere. So if you wake up in the morning, a lot of people would be like, okay, they need to drink coffee before they can actually go to the bathroom. So if you look at the inner workings of your digestive system, it's most active between 3 p.m. and 3 a.m. in the mornings. If you have a perfect working digestive system, theoretically, the moment you wake up, you need to go to the bathroom. So if you need to take anything to support you to go, it means you're actually constipated and there's a block somewhere in your body an organ or something is not working effectively and we can boil this down as woman to estrogen because it's such a dominant hormone in our bodies oh my goodness yeah oh my word so literally everything from our moods and the fact that we cry all the fucking time to how often we're going to the toilet is literally to do with our estrogen i think that is that is like you said, that is a mind shift because I've never even thought of it like that. I think that for so long, like you said, there's, there's been that, that light shone on what our period is. And it's kind of like, everyone hates that week. Like I have no control of it. I'm a bitch in that week. Like, <laughs> don't speak to me. I'll cry about everything. And like you said, it's that whole, it's out of my control kind of thing because my estrogen is high, because my estrogen is low. Like it's just the way it is. But actually like there are all these things that we're supposed to be doing. So like you said, support that just so that our body is actually functioning the way it's supposed to be functioning. I think that's, that's a real eye opener for me. And I'm sure for a lot of women listening to this, because I've never even considered that I could change such, such small things to have so much impacted throughout my entire cycle, throughout the whole month. So what are some of the things that we're supposed to be doing that we're not doing? So the biggest thing is there's four aspects that she looks at in cycle sync. And you basically look at the foods you consume. Yes. Um, the type of exercise you're involved in, um, which to be honest, I suddenly wrap my head around because I struggle with that as well when I need to tame down and actually go full fucking force into a certain training style. Yes. Um, and then also you to some types of communication. Um, so if I can put it for you in context, for example, let's look at your menstrual cycle because that's like, time of the month when everyone is rashing out. Mm-hmm. So with your menstrual cycle, all your hormones are basically low because you've just had your blinding just tore yes. and you're essentially bleeding. Mm-hmm. So your energy is low. And this is the time when you should focus on like, for example, eating low GI, fo- low GI foods mm-hmm. and anti-inflammatory foods. So that'd be like yes. kale, broccoli, all the things that kind of reduce inflammation within the body. Mm-hmm. And what's so incredible is that during our menstrual phase, it's when our left and right hemispheres of our brain are most connected. So chemicals are firing in your brain like crazy during your menstrual phase. 
So it's the best time for you to self-reflect, um, withdraw more. Yeah, withdraw more into yourself. Take back some introspective. Look at communication within your own life and analyze your life because you have the most strongest link within your brain during that time of the month. That's so it's amazing. actually... I didn't know that. Is, that. is that kind of why we have all the mood swings and, and things like that? That is why we have all the mood swings. Oh my gosh. That's amazing how when you actually understand what your body's doing, it, it suddenly doesn't seem like something, like you said in the beginning, that you just don't have this control over because it is something that you could actually use to benefit you because our bodies are functioning in the way that they're supposed to be functioning. It's almost like, you know, this is obviously a natural thing every single female has to experience, but we're just like, we're not running with it. We're we're pushing against it. We're we're like demonizing it. We're not saying, how can I make this work for me? Because actually things like that, like those are invitations almost to let those times be so much more beneficial, right? If, If that's the time where our brain is at some kind of peak, we should be feeding that peak. And we're not, we, we don't know this kind of thing. That's, that's absolutely amazing. Ladies, I hope you're freaking taking notes because this is some <laughs> good shit. Like that's amazing. Yeah. And it's, it's incredible to think of how your body works. I mean, if you look at just after your menstrual phase, you'll get your follicular phase. So that's when your body is like regenerating a new egg. It's reprepping itself. And that's when you're actually the most creative. So that's the best time of the month. I mean, have you ever found a certain time of the month you feel like, fuck, I can do this. I feel so energetic. Yes. I want to take on new projects. I want to start something. And you feel this itch to get creative. That's because you're in your follicular phase. So your whole like hormonal system is geared for you to be creative, to start new innovations. And it's actually in this fight, in this mode of like fighting forward. That's so it's incredible once I actually looked at my menstrual cycle and I was like, now I understand my certain times of the month. Like I do feel like I can start new projects and where other times of the month, I'm like, you know what? Actually, I don't feel like seeing people today and that's okay. That we don't always have to be in this constant, like hard driving force and think when we're not like that, that something's wrong. Yes. Oh, that is so good. That is so brilliant. Now that I'm actually (laughs) thinking about it, I think that I do like sort of reflecting back on maybe the last couple of months, it is, it has kind of been that week after where I feel my most, like, I, I want to say energetic, but maybe not energetic, like, like driven, like, okay, like let's yeah. do stuff now. That's, that is fascinating. You know, I always think of self-reflection as a mental game, but mm. and kind of like self-awareness as a mental game, but being self-aware of these physical things going on in our bodies and the actual processes behind what we do, it can make things so much fucking easier for us if we just took the time to understand them because <laughs> Oh my goodness. Like it, it, it makes so much more sense. You can actually use these things to benefit your life. If you're, you're actually taking that time to understand it. Like that's, that's amazing. Yeah, it's really, and I mean, even if I look at with symptoms like depression and anxiety, depression falls under like your premenstrual, premenstrual system symptoms. And literally, if you if estrogen doesn't flow properly within your body during your time of the month like your luteal phase so that's just before that's basically your pms phase so just before your menstrual phase Mm -hmm. that is when serotonin and dopamine is the lowest in your body so that's usually when we experience depression i mean how many ladies with pms usually say oh my god i feel depressed i just want to cry all the time but during that phase you should actually focus on eating more complex carbs 
Because that what does that do? That naturally raises serotonin and yes, dopamine I've levels heard in about your brain. The link between I know that there's a there's a huge link between the production of serotonin and um the production of estrogen. I know that there is a massive link there. I've actually read a book on that before. So I kind of knew that in the back of my mind, but that makes a lot of sense then, you know, to be feeding yourself those foods beforehand and then, and then going into it and changing that. I think that is really, really brilliant. I also know that obviously serotonin is a lot of serotonin is produced in your gut. So that yes. probably also has quite a big impact on why the foods that we're eating have such a huge impact on our estrogen levels and on how we're feeling all the time. So you were saying that obviously the, the week after, after we have our period, that's like our creative phase. And then what comes yeah. after that? So it's your follicular phase, which is your creative phase. Uh-huh. And then you'll have your ovulatory phase. So your ovulatory phase is basically the phase where you're the most fertile. Okay. Um, and your energy levels are very high because all your hormones are high. Um, because li- that is the time of the month where your sex drive is also the highest. So okay. if you're feeling horny as fuck, you know you're ovulating. <laughs> <laughs> you're priming yourself. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's brilliant. <laughs> so use that. Put that into good use. <laughs> exactly. This is your time to perform. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's brilliant. Okay, so basically you want to be like hitting it hardest in the two weeks after your period. Is that, is that right? Like that's when you are creative. That's when you're driven. That's when you want to have sex all the time. So that's kind of when you got to be like pushing that energy into creating something great. Exactly. And with your ovulatory phase, actually incredible to think of it. Your libido is supposed to be the highest if your estrogen is balanced. And because our libido is so high in women, we actually nurture a lot of communication during that time. So you'll find that even you might find an inclination to reach out to more people in your life during that time, or you really want to see friends or so just because your libido is high, doesn't mean you're ready to hump. (laughs) (laughs) Sometimes you just want to talk. (laughs) Exactly. We can just take a slow. When you want to nurture more connections in your life and when you're ready to take on those connections, yes. like physically and mentally, you also feel ready to take on other people's energy and nurture more connections. Wow. Where going into then your luteal phase, which is your PMS phase and your menstrual phase, yes. you'll see your tend start, start actually becoming more introverted. And when you're like, you know, I don't have all this energy for all these communications. I need to focus on myself. Yeah. Don't have sex anymore. All right. So it's basically like ladies, if you're feeling horny in that time, don't worry. You don't need a fuck. You just need to communicate with someone. Hug a person. It's the same. Exactly. Our minds are just confused. <laughs> Make it work. <laughs> That's exactly. what I'm hearing now. So, so basically it's kind of like in terms of setting up or running a business, to mm. to in, in a way that we're using our, our cycle in a way that benefits us it's kind of like acknowledge the fact that you are not going to be driven all the time you're not going to be in creative mode all the time acknowledge when you're in that mode that's the time to go that's the time to push hard and then if you're feeling like it's time to draw back it's not you not being yourself it's not you not having that feeling like yourself and all that kind of nonsense that we tell ourselves when our periods come along or when we're experiencing pms it's never a, a you know, we, we, we tend to fall into that. Oh, I'm feeling depressed. Oh, I'm not feeling like myself. Oh, I wish I could do that. You know, and we, and we do start to resent that time. Acknowledge the fact that that is the time where 
our body is in that, in that phase where drawing back is what's best for it and what's best for us. So use that, like use that time to like Kylie was saying now do that reflection because actually that's when our mind's in that place where reflection is going to be most productive for us. We're going to be able to do that more effectively so that when it comes to that place where, you know, like the week after we're, we're starting to feel that drive again, we're in that creative mode. We've done that. We've prepared with that and we can go full force. And obviously when we're in our horny week, then we can pack that in, you know, pack a punch with the, with that creative energy we've been feeling and, and make something happen. That's, I think that's brilliant. It almost like gives us this blueprint of this is how you got to run your business through the month, actually, you know, or this is how you've got to work out through the month. It's like, it's like, just use that. Like take that, accept that for how it is. Stop trying to, I suppose, like oppose it or like we were saying, demonize it. Stop trying to go against it because it's this natural way that women work and it can be really beneficial if we're aware of it. And I think so many women before this weren't aware of it. I know that I was, and I didn't, I didn't know that I wasn't supposed to be feeling driven all the time. I didn't know that it was actually okay for me to, you know, pull back and be like, well, this week I don't want to talk to anyone. And, and this week I, I, I'm not feeling as creative. And I think that we, we maybe search too much for that, especially women like us. I think we search too much for that routine of this is how I run my business every single day. This is what I do every single day. And that's how I'm going to be productive. We have to take into account the way our body's working and what's actually happening. Cause like I was saying in the beginning, there is so much we could be using. If we just knew this, if we were just not just self-aware of our thoughts, but self-aware of the the processes that are happening in our body behind the scenes. If we do, if we know this stuff, we can seriously use this stuff. Like I was saying, it's, it's literally like that blueprint. Like it says to you, well, I can already tell you, you're pretty much going to be feeding like this in these weeks. So like feed into that, you know, and I think that's powerful for us. If we can, if we can start to acknowledge that and use that, you know? Yeah. It's honestly amazing. And I mean, a lot of times if I look at before I start cycle syncing, I never ate fruit. I mean, the last time I probably ate fruit was 2016, 2017. Because the moment I got into the whole like competing lifestyle, I wanted like starting bodybuilding, stuff like dairy, fruit, all these big food groups were just cut out. Right, yeah. So when I, yeah, because a lot of coaches don't believe in it. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's yeah. Much for them, blah, blah, blah. So once I started cycle syncing, it kind of, Gave me also a safe space to tap into eating more food groups, especially when there's women around food anxieties, yes. to introduce more food groups and understand why and actually compliment it because yes. I don't, like, I don't crave anymore. I don't have cravings when it comes to like, when I'm PMSing, I don't crave because I know what I, what I can yeah, That's eat. a big one. <laughs> that's a big one. So that's, that's, that's amazing. So actually, you know, like, like you said, kind of opening yourself up to these food groups allowing your body to be fed in the way it actually wants to be fed and needs to be fed because of how it's functioning and how you're feeling, then it actually like it, it doesn't only have like productivity benefits, but in terms of your craving, in terms of, you know, how you feel about yourself in terms of how your body's functioning and in terms of all of that, it has all these other benefits as well. That's, that's pretty fascinating. That's, that's really, really interesting. Now, um, something else I kind of wanted us to, dive into a little bit is more the physical side. I think everyone listening to this is like, yeah, sexy body's cool, right? Everyone wants a hot body. Now you embody something that I love so much, which is the link between physical and mental. And that's obviously a huge thing for you. That's a huge thing for me, right? Like, fuck, <laughs> that's a big one. I love that. I think it's so fascinating. So talk a little bit about that. Like 
you've obviously had your journey, which has been amazing and so empowering and literally go follow this girl on Instagram and just, just read about her story, read about her. She is so fucking real. And she's also so fucking phenomenal what she's done, what she's achieved, who she is, how she embodies the incredible link between what you're capable of physically and what you're capable of mentally is absolutely insane. So talk, talk to us a little bit about that, like your story as well. Why, I know, I know that you, you value that link as much as I do, especially our conversation the other day when we were talking about how that reflection of doing things physically, that, that, that reflection of doing things physically that reflects who you are inside and, and kind of that link. So yeah, just, just chat us about that a little bit. Well, I think like the biggest thing, if I had to look at why I place so much importance between like empowering women from within as well, mm-hmm. is when I think back of when I was my best physically. So that was like two years ago. I was like, honestly, when I was like, I competed, I looked my best. Like it was really the prime of where I was physically as an athlete as well. Yeah. But mentally I was fucked. <laughs> and... <laughs> putting it out there like physically I was probably my best and mentally I was fucked and to be honest it bit me in the arse after that mm-hmm. um I, I think that was the biggest thing I realized because for so long since about I would say sure mental stuff stemmed from a very long time yes. so I'd always been building stuff up from childhood um coming into high school I was teased a lot Mm-hmm. I had carried baggage through that, never worked through it. Um, then going through, you know, like early 20s, got an abusive relationship. And I never worked through that that pain. Yes. Um, actually listening to one of your podcasts this morning, I was like, fuck. I never actually like worked through a lot of stuff. Right. You know, I never allowed myself the space to feel. Because mm-hmm. I was always told if I cry, I'm being weak. I'm showing weakness. I, I shouldn't, you know... And, a lot of times we, we're told that, well, we need to be these strong, emotionless like woman because then you're actually showing strength. Yes. And I never worked through a lot of turmoil I went through. Um, and in 2016, I experienced a very hectic event, um, which led me basically to get PTSD, which is post-traumatic stress, stress disorder. Mm. Um, and that's when my depression hits a very, very big dip. Um, also just ended a very abusive relationship at the time. And I just, I never worked through stuff because I threw myself into bodybuilding. Mm-hmm. So I kept working on the physical aspects and I took away my pain by like training so much, but I never really worked through the pain. I never dealt with it and became vulnerable with myself and went, being like, you know what? I'm actually really hurting and that's okay. Yes. You know what? These are my triggers and this really makes me sad. So I never worked through a lot of stuff and came end of 2016 or 2017 Mm. when I finished my last competition I crashed like everything shut down you know adrenally I was exhausted because I was constantly living in the state of stress I mean my cortisol was through the roof through the roof Mm -hmm. my depression was really bad I mean for someone who doesn't drink I started drinking I started smoking I don't smoke because I was constantly looking for vices to make myself feel better. Yes. And that's when literally that carried on for like a week because it was so disgusting. <laughs> 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 and literally after a week, I was like, shit, something's really not okay. And even studying stuff for so long, you, you, when it comes to yourself, like as a psychologist, sometimes you're oblivious. You don't want to admit like, 
that something maybe not not be okay right like you were saying the other day it's when you know this stuff it's very easy to bullshit yourself you know it's it's easy to bullshit yourself through it almost like that that set of outside eyes are sometimes the thing that has to be like "Mm, girl like someone's not right here like you're not showing up the way you should be exactly and realizing that i wasn't myself anymore i mean it's like very vulnerable space i was even like suicidal tendencies started coming up and that's when i realized something is not okay yeah and i started working on myself mentally um first went on like medication eventually weaned off that after six months because six months because i decided you know i'm stronger than like a pharmaceutical so like I healed my adrenal glands um, and I got to a space where I was like, you know what? I can't function properly physically if I'm not functioning properly mentally. Mm-hmm. And I realized that with my competing journey. I love that. And I actually took a time, like I took the whole of last year where I took a seat, like a seat back. And I was like, you know what? I'm still going to like carry on looking after myself physically, but my priority is my mental health. Yes. Only once that was actually concrete could I then start actually probably setting goals myself as well. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So, yeah. I think that's that's so excellent. I think, you know, now there's nothing wrong with competing. I still think that it's a beautiful industry and it, and it has so much potential to be, to be something amazing. And I've also done the competing thing. And I had like a similar experience in that where my focus then didn't become pushing myself physically to push myself mentally it became pushing myself physically to look hot <laughs> and that exactly. that mentality had to shift because it shifted from i compete i i train and i push myself physically to become the best version of myself to all right now i have to compare myself to a million people now i'm going to stress myself out now i'm going to put myself my body myself in positions that are not healthy and are not good for me just to do that and i also had to experience that shift back right like you were saying that mental that mental place has to be the link has to be the reason for the physical like you have to get to that place mentally where you're like i will do this because i know what it's teaching me about myself because that's the beautiful thing i think about competing and about doing all these things physically whether you you compete in any way whether it's standing on a stage or powerlifting or crossfit or boxing whatever it is like pushing yourself mentally is so i mean pushing yourself physically is so fucking amazing because it lets you witness mentally what you're capable of it's the fastest way to teach yourself what you're capable of and i and i also know from our conversation the other day you were saying in that time where you were pushing yourself physically although it came with its problems in that time you felt like a reflection of who you truly were because you were you were proving to yourself what you were fucking capable of and i think that's amazing i mean i don't know how many of the women here are really deep into pushing your physical excellence but if you're not take that up take something up where you are pushing yourself physically not just to look good like that's fantastic right it's good to have a hot body like everyone wants that but do you have any idea how much confidence you build up in yourself not just because you have a six-pack but because you're teaching yourself you can do something that you didn't think that you could do every moment that you're doing that you know and i know that you're a big advocate of of setting fitness goals that aren't just based on the freaking scale right like like stop that shit because that's not the shit that's really teaching you what you're capable of the shit that's teaching you what you're capable of is when you say you're going to go to gym every morning and you get up and you go to gym every morning you have put yourself in charge every time you do that when you say you're gonna 
you know, push yourself this hard in your workout and after your workout, you feel absolutely fucked. You have taught yourself that in the uncomfortable situations, when you can hear the voice that says, I don't want to do this, then you can also hear the voice that says, I'm going to do it anyway. Like that's the powerful part. That's when you start building your confidence. And I think for both of us, that's probably been one of the most important things we've learned through both of our journeys in the fitness industry, you know, and even with competing and the problems that came with that for both of us, like just the good side to all of that. And the good side that still is, is in this whole, you know, fitness thing or in the whole bodybuilding thing or in the whole pushing yourself physically thing is the, the, the mental link and the partnership that that has with building your confidence is fucking unbelievable. I think that, yeah, I just, I wanted to ask you kind of on coming from that point of view, how do you think your fitness journey or what do you credit to your fitness journey? Cause I know you credit a lot to your fitness journey and, and to, and to what that did for you and taught you about yourself. I think definitely like my mental resilience. Yeah. Um, you know, if I look at when I started back in like, Shit, 2013. I mean, I was troubles. I was literally like, <laughs> I never sat foot in a gym. Like my dad the other day said to me, I never thought you'd be doing what you're doing now because you hated the gym as a child. Like yeah. if you had to tell me in high school, that, listen, you're going to be into health and fitness. I'd be like, yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> like this is not my realm. Um, and I would literally just say it was my mental resilience. That fact that I set myself a goal Mm-hmm. And I was like, I've always been that person where if it scares me, I'm going to do it. Yes. I love to push that. That's really important. I just want you to stop on that because that is so important. If it scares you, fucking run towards it because I promise you that is what's going to build your confidence. It's not standing in front of a massive stage talking to a huge audience that makes you confident. It's the small things that fucking scare the shit out of you when you do them. You've taught yourself fuck, I can do something that other people can't do. Oh my goodness, if I can do things that other people can't do, I can set goals that other people can't set. Oh my goodness, if I can set goals that other people can't set, I can live a life that other people can't have. That is what is so important. That's why this this link between physical and mental freaking fires me up because I love that. Sorry, (laughs) keep going. Yeah, so I was literally, and also I love pushing boundaries. Like I absolutely fucking love it. I was like, when I think about it, said I was in physically I was like what if I become an athlete like if I stand on stage because I saw this girl I was like that's incredible I'm exactly everything she's not but let me push the boundaries to what people think who I am and who I think I am and let me push those boundaries Mm -hmm. and that's how I got into competing and then I thought about I started getting exposed to like coaches online um, because Instagram back then just started so it's all these fitness models and I was like let me push the boundary and actually become one of those women that inspire other ladies. Yeah. And then it escalated to like starting an online business. I mean, 2016, I was still doing my undergrad at UCT. Mm-hmm. I just finished my certification in, um, in personal training and nutrition. And I was like, what if I start an online business? Like, I was like, I want to start making money. Like this is fucking bullshit right now. <laughs> I don't need to make millions right now, but I just want to somehow start like start making a name for myself yes and i just literally started my business yeah um, as that is right you just fucking did it like you did it because <laughs> it was there and it looked like the thing that you should do next like that's yeah so i started my brand and i was like let me start calling myself miss k and i just i just started branding myself and yes. from then it's it's just continuously escalated like yes. even from when i finished my my honors in psychology last year that's when i felt like i had 
enough credibility to advocate mental health from such a strong point of view because it's a very like vulnerable and very sensitive topic. So before I actually got that accreditation, I was like, I don't want to coach women in this just yet. Yes. Because I'm too scared I step on stones. You know, it's it's a very, very touchy sub subject. Yeah. You know, you don't wanna just having a bachelor's, I didn't go in depth as I did in my honors. Mm. And I was like, I don't want to coach women and then something goes wrong. And even though it may not be my fault, yes. it may reflect badly on me. Yes. Yeah. Um and that's when when I finished my honors last year, I'm like, well, why don't I start like coaching women mentally and fucking empowering them. And I just did it. It's like, I think that is the biggest thing. Just constantly pushing mm. boundaries and redefining who you are. And listening I'm, to that, it was almost like, again, going back to the link between physical and mental, you, you, when you first started explaining, it was like, all right, I was this person. I saw a fitness model. I said, let me push myself physically. And then it was, I saw this, let me push myself physically again. Then it wasn't, let me push myself physically. It was, let me start a business. And that shift is beautiful because, because you proved yourself to yourself through what you were doing mentally, through how you were pushing yourself mentally, you had the belief within yourself that, Hey, if I do this thing that maybe I shouldn't be able to do, or if I do this thing that is fucking scary, there's, there's a possibility I'll succeed because I've done that kind of thing before. And that's why I think that pushing yourself physically is a, is a beautiful way to witness that because you did, you witnessed what you could do. And you know what, like having that progress in your business or having that progress in your mental health, that's not as obvious as it is physically. Physically, you mm -hmm. can fucking see it and you can feel it when you do it, you know? So I think that that yeah. shift is also really beautiful because that shows how what you were teaching yourself through, what you were pushing yourself through, the limits you were pushing and the ceilings you were shattering through physical excellence started to shift and started to filter over into other areas of your life. You know, you started to believe things about yourself because of what you were doing in one area of your life and then, oh, automatically you believe that you could do something else that was fucking scary. And I think that that's, that's amazing. That's such a, uh, an important link for, for everyone to make, you know? And I think also like making that link between actually coaching yourself mentally and realizing that different aspects of your life require different types of mental, I almost want to say mental self-talk. If yeah. I can put it like that, because we can't always coach ourselves like a mental self-talk. Yeah. I mean, the biggest thing, if I look at, and I always use it because it was such a big like area of my life when I started growing more mentally, mm. was when I competed last in 2017, because I coached myself mentally as an athlete, I was fucking unbreakable. Um, Niyu Sobo, you need to look him up. Niyu Sobo okay. is an incredible, incredible athletic coach. He's a mental resilient coach, and he was literally my Bible. I still listen to his podcast today, and... He talks about basically becoming mentally resilient and letting nothing stop you and how to become above average, like actually visualizing. I mean, I would literally stand, <laughs> stand in the shower every night mm. and I would visualize myself winning my show. Yes. Like I would yes. visualize that feeling and that knee numbing feeling. And I would like visualize what it would feel like for them to call my name and that anticipation before they call my and name. It's like goosebumps. Like, <laughs> yes, I love that. that is I so would literally visualize that every single day and i just woke up one day and you know what i was like why do i have to wait years for myself to be defined as an athlete or a winner like i am a champion right now yes and yes. that's what happened my that show i did um s extreme in in june yes. 
I won and I took overalls from yeah, going. Literally just everyone needs to hear that again. She stood in the shower every night and she visualized that moment. And then she had that fucking moment because that is how it works. Like that is what made her so unbreakable and so unstoppable to the point that any, any fucking thing that stood in her way during that preparation for that show, that didn't matter because, because she had that vision that like, that, like you said, that knee numbing vision that just gave me goosebumps because of how you were speaking about it. You had that, you held onto that so freaking tight. And because of that vision that you had, you got that. And that's exactly. incredible. Like that is, that is incredible. That is what everyone needs to have for every single goal that you have in your life. Like that's, that's just, it's a yes. Exactly. Like attracting that energy. Mm. Um, and if I, if I look at it back now, you know, I should have, like I said in the beginning, mentally, you need to realize different aspects of your life require different mental self-talk. So when it came to my feeling like my emotional state of mind that wasn't as strong in the period, I should have rather coached myself emotionally from a point of love and vulnerability yeah. and not this hardcore balls to the wall mentality I had with my sports. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's the biggest pitfall I had. And that's what I've realized now going forward where I needed to heal somewhere along the line mentally you're going to crash if you focus too much on one area and you underdevelop all the other areas yes like Mm -hmm. you need to realize that you need to approach yourself with compassion and self-love it's like it's a lot like mindfulness yeah the mindfulness practice yeah where you're literally curious about yourself without judgment yes i love i love that i think that's so important i always say like to reach that balanced excellence, the most important thing that you have to do that you don't realize and that not enough people realize, in fact, not enough coaches realize this, like not enough life coaches, not enough success coaches realize that what it's about is that communication with your mind. And that communication with your mind is going to be different in certain circumstances. It cannot possibly be the same because that's when you're trying to force change in your mind. That's when you're trying to force your subconscious mind to be a certain way. And that doesn't fucking work. I'll just tell you that right now. Like maybe it'll work over a period of months or years, but if you want the fast success, right? If you want to get there fast, you're going to have to realize that the communication between you and your subconscious mind, your conscious mind, your subconscious mind, that's where it's at. That's where the fast changes that because if you can get across to your subconscious mind in a way that it accepts a new idea easier it accepts some new programming and it accepts something new in an easier way that is when change happens so much faster i think that's really important for everyone to acknowledge that it's not always going to be the same approach you use a lot of people speak about this success formula that you know like if you go balls to the walls in this one area of your life, go balls to the walls in every area of your life, you know, like beat yourself up. Like that's not going to work. Like I'm all for, and you guys know that I'm all for calling yourself on your shit. Like you've got to be quote unquote hard on yourself. You have got to be there. The one say, looking at yourself in the mirror saying you did not show up the way you were supposed to date. You've got to have that with yourself because you know what? Pushing the edge of your potential every day. It takes that, that tough love. Sometimes it takes that dead honesty, but you also have to realize that sometimes your mind needs a different kind of communication. Sometimes you have to love your inner child. Sometimes you, you, you cannot criticize yourself or hate yourself to the place that you want to be. You have got to love yourself there. And that love is going to look different in all these different forms. Sometimes that love is going to look like honesty. Sometimes it's going to look like being hard on yourself. Sometimes it's going to look like tough love, but sometimes it's going to look like compassion. And sometimes it's going to look like talking to yourself like you're a child, not like you are some person who needs to be convicted of something. You know, you, you need to be able to 
acknowledge that, like Kylie was saying, that you need to have that mindfulness and that awareness and that curiosity without judgment. I think that is brilliant, yeah. that curiosity without judgment where, yes, you're analyzing things, but you're not sitting there like condemning yourself, you know, mm -hmm. for, for what you're not yet. I think that that is so important for everyone to understand in whatever the goal is. Exactly. And realizing, for example, if you're competitive, like in a sporting field on your business, like whatever realm of life you need to compete in, mm. to be hard on yourself in that, in that aspect. Like for me, for example, with training, I'll be like, look, you are doing this whether you want to or not. Yeah. Like there I need part of myself. But actually when I'm at home and I've gone through some shit in life, to not have this mentality of, no, just get over it and be hard on myself, but actually have that mentality of be like, you know what, babe, it's okay. Yeah. Like, let's That's actually work through this. Yes. Exactly. It's so important that that permission that you give yourself to say, yes, we're going to get up, but let's deal with it first. Because if you don't deal with it first, you might thrive right now, but I promise you're not going to thrive later. You know, you have to let yourself exactly. go through those processes. Being quote unquote hard on yourself, being honest with yourself sometimes looks like that, you know, like I, I think that that approach is important. That approach of honesty is really important in every single situation. But sometimes that honesty looks like that. That honesty doesn't look like I've got all my shit together. The honesty looks like I don't right now. And that's also okay. And I think that that is really important for especially women like us, women like that are listening to this, you know, if you've got the ambition, you've got the drive, you've got the dream, chances are that you are pretty hard on yourself a lot of the time. So it's important that you realize that it's going to look different sometimes and that's okay. It's important that you let yourself feel what you have to feel and always say a strong woman is not somebody that doesn't feel pain. A strong woman mm. is somebody that feels their pain with enough vulnerability to let it leverage them forward. And what I mean by that is vulnerability mm. means feeling your pain with that acceptance and non-judgment. That's what vulnerability means. It doesn't mean you sit and cry for three months. It means you sit there with that non-judgment curiosity of what is what has happened and how do I need to deal with this in a way where I can go forward in the way that I need to. And saying leverage, letting it leverage you forward means feeling it. You can't get that leverage on yourself if you don't let yourself feel it. You have to process it right then and there or it's going to come back later on in your life. Like we were even saying earlier, you know, it's going to come back to bite you in the ass if you don't deal with the things that you have to deal with and deal with them now. Stop wasting time. Like that's what it means to constantly be moving. That's what it means to constantly be pushing your potential. You are still pushing your potential to your limits. You are still thriving when you are letting yourself feel what you need to feel. And that's, what's really important for everyone. You're still a fucking badass when you're letting yourself cry. You're still a badass when you are, you know, feeling completely just down and out about everything. You're still a badass, but you're a badass that has emotions because you have to be a human being and a boss at the same time, simultaneously. Not I'm a boss sometimes and I'm a human being sometimes. No, you're both like that. That is who you are as a whole and and you have to accept that and let yourself be that or you're constantly going to be at war with yourself you're constantly going to be at war with not feeling like you're behaving in a way you think you're supposed to be behaving to reach your success or to reach that next level yeah. of yourself pushing your potential is going to look different all the time and i think that you embody that really really well i love how you speak about that and that compassion i think that i actually have quite a lot that I can learn from you in the way that you have that compassion with yourself. Because I mean, you're so, you're so real. You're so honest. You're so raw about all that kind of thing. And that takes that vulnerability. It takes that compassion with yourself to be able to accept those parts of you. And I, I love that about you. I think it's really, really amazing. Thanks. Yeah. Like 
I've realized that being more real and true and honest is connects more to people on a different level. Absolutely. Um, and also like linking back to what you said about you actually need to feel your emotion. And mm-hmm. um, from like a psychology point of view, it's, I mean, there are hundreds of theories as to why you might experience anxiety or depression or whatever it may be. But one of the biggest things that's, that I connected to and I could, I could really resonated with was that if you can imagine your body as like a flowing system, mm-hmm. like literally flowing all the way top from your, from your head down to your feet, constantly in this cycle flow mm-hmm. and you experience trauma, trauma becomes part of that flow. Yes. Yeah. But you don't process the trauma. It's actually going to get stuck somewhere. And that moment where it gets stuck and you don't, you don't process it, it breaks your flow in your body. So it kind of breaks your own, if you want to call it your own aura, your own psyche, yeah. it kind of disrupts the flow of your psyche and you start bottling up. Yeah. And when you experience, experience depression or anxiety or an eating disorder, whatever it may be, it's actually your body trying to process this trauma and it's crying out for help. Yes. So the biggest way that you can overcome these things is by actually looking at where did I experience the most trauma in my life? Mm-hmm. What was the shit I didn't deal with and actually deal with it? Yes. And sometimes just lying on your bed and like repicturing that moment, like mm-hmm. repicturing that breakup, repicturing that car accident, like as traumatic as that may be, allowing yourself to feel those emotions, cry if you need to, feel angry if you need to, yes. and then just let it go. Yeah. Because that's how you allowing your body to process it and being like, you know what, you can process this and it's okay. It's not frightening. You are able to process this. And just by processing it, you can overcome it. Yes. Because I think that what we do so much of is the moment we have that kind of trauma that almost creates a unique pain. Like we make that a unique pain in our eyes from, from our perspective. We decide that we've experienced a pain that people don't experience right and and by doing that we put ourselves in a position where we make this this mountain so big that we've decided we can't get over it and that is that's a shift that we have to make to actually be able to sit there and look at that kind of thing and deal with that kind of thing because if you don't i promise it's not going to go away and that's one of the biggest fucking things before i started prioritizing my mental health before i started doing that when i was still you know building my fitness business and all that kind of thing. And I wanted to succeed. I always had ambition, but I didn't, I wasn't in my self-development phase, right? At all. I literally did not deal with so many things and bet your bottom dollar, every single one of them came out in my life. So many things that I decided I would just shut out. I would just completely like create a little bubble, step into that bubble and never look at that stuff ever again especially from my childhood, I, I just decided and oh my goodness, did it bite me in the ass, but it bit me in the ass in every single area of my life. And that's, what's really important for you guys to realize that throwing yourself, like Kylie was even saying earlier, she threw herself into bodybuilding to try and get away from all that stuff. I threw myself into business to try and get away from all that stuff. That is not the answer. That is not because whatever area of your life you throw yourself into all that stuff, that clogged up shit is going to come out again and it's going to reflect and it's going to filter into every area of your life. And it's going to force you. It's going to force you to eventually deal with it or you're just going to repeat that. And we don't actually have time to go into depth on 
how that all works. And I really wish that we did because that would have been so fantastic. <laughs> yeah, it's like an idea for a second podcast. Right, yeah, you'll be back. <laughs> we'll, we'll be chatting about this again. Um, but yeah, so anyway, before I ask my, my last question, just tell everyone where they can reach you, website, work with you. I know you are taking new clients at the moment as well. So everyone who wants to work with this fucking genius, I would highly recommend it. Um, and yeah, so just tell everyone where they can reach you really quickly. Um, so my Instagram handle is Miss K official and then my new website is also going to be up and running close to the end of the month. Um, it's going to be www.misskeofficial.com. I'll put the um, links in the show notes for everyone as well. Yes. So that's where they can reach me and it's pretty, pretty the fastest way they can get hold of me. Yeah. Okay. Then my last question is if you were to choose one thing or give one tool, give one skill set or give one piece of advice to everyone on reaching that next level of success or reaching that next level of themselves, what would it be? Not to put you on the spot or anything, but one thing. <laughs> one thing I would probably think of doing. Hmm. It would actually be to believe in yourself and not give a fuck what people think of you. Yes. Fucking love that. I love that. So I've always said that I don't care what people think of me, but I always want them to respect me. There's a big difference. Mm -hmm. They don't have so, to like you, but they have to respect you. I love that. Yeah. Be respectful, embody yourself, embody your confidence, embody who you are yes. and show up as a woman and don't be afraid to do whatever you want. And Judge people, I always say, whether you do good or bad, people are going to judge you anyway. Yes. So do good. Yeah. Do lots and lots of good. I think that's, that's brilliant. And you know what? I think that you embody that so well because I know that by like innately by nature, you are pretty introverted. Like you were pretty shy growing yeah. up and that kind of thing. And putting yourself out there the way that you have to build the business that you wanted to build that that was in itself a barrier that you had to break down and i think that's amazing you know don't don't be afraid of what people think of you because fuck you know what that's not going to get you anywhere their their opinions of you are not the thing that gives you the fulfillment they're also not the thing that gives you the money so stop freaking caring okay, about we're that saying because I always say their opinions don't, don't pay my bills. <laughs> so. so true. You have to get to that place where because you've done the inner work, because you've done that, that, that work on yourself and your confidence, you are showing up in that fierce, seriously fearless fucking confidence because you know who you are. I think that's so important and so, so beautiful. So anyway, thank you so much for chatting to us. This was such a good one. I, I love loved this conversation. We spoke about so much. I, love it. I can't believe like the time's already gone. I, was I like, know. Oh. <laughs> This is amazing. Thank you so much for coming on.